Welcome to the Social Pros Podcast, the content marketing awards winner for best marketing podcast. This is where we shine the spotlight on real people doing real work in social media and learn the social secrets of the world's most interesting brands. Social Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, social media strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your social better. Emma, which provides innovative email marketing tools that drive brilliant results. Salesforce Marketing Cloud, inspiring one-to-one connections with your customers with integrated solutions for social, mobile, email, web, and advertising. And Yext, whose award-winning location management platform helps companies of all sizes drive more foot traffic to their doors. With Yext, update your location data once and publish it to your website, apps, over 100 publishers, including Google, Apple Maps, Facebook, Bing, and Yahoo. That's the power of location. That's Yext. Your Social Pros co-hosts are Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud and Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. Ready? Let's get to work. Welcome, everybody, to Social Pros, the podcast for real people doing real work in social media. I am, as always, Jay Bear from Convince and Convert, joined, per the usual, by my special Texas friend. He is the executive strategist for Salesforce Marketing Cloud. He is the one, the only, Mr. Adam Brown. Jay, it is great to be here for another Social Pros podcast. Are you staying warm up in the no. Northern Territory no. where you live? No, it was no. Uh, it was six yesterday uh, when I went to the gym. Six, six, uh, just six. six. And as so I felt pretty bad about that, uh, one of my team members is in Orlando, and she was complaining that it was eighty-two. And I'm like, look, hmm. you know, I'm, I, you know, eighty-two feels pretty good right about now. But I have a client in Duluth. Uh, and it was minus 17 there. So I, I felt pretty good about six, actually. Well, that, that's the everything in perspective that's message right. that we, we, we like to talk about sometimes. That's right. The polar, the polar vortex is real, my friend. Fear the vortex. Yeah. And this today, is where you're, you're glad to have four walls around you, <laughs> as in a house. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Be thankful for having a home. And our guest today on the show uh, knows a lot about having a home. She is Melody Martin, who is the social community coordinator for David Weekly Homes, uh, one of the nation's largest builders of domiciles. Melody, welcome you to Social Pros. Yeah. Did you really? Is that right? You used to be in a David Weekly home? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I did not know that. I did. I did. Melody, thanks for being on the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. David Weekly builds mostly in warmer weather locations because you're smart. Uh, but I suspect that when you get crazy winter weather, that is disruptive to the schedule of home building, is it not? Certainly is. Yeah. So we're up in Indy where you are, Jay. Yeah. Um, so we're experiencing some of that. We're in Chicago now, Minneapolis. So yeah, we are spreading our, our weather wings, I guess, in the home building industry. Yeah, that's that's got to be tricky on the schedule, and then you've got to co- you know coordinate with the homeowner, a prospective homeowner, a future homeowner, I guess as the, as the case may be, and say, hey, uh, we're running behind because you know we got like four feet of snow here, so um, we're not exactly working on uh, electricity just now. Exactly, and it tends to hit this time of year when everyone wants to be in their homes by the holidays, so it's sure it's frustrating, but we yep. manage it as well as we can. So you mentioned some of the markets that you're in. Why don't we talk to the Social Post listeners about all the different places that David Weekly is and, and kind of the background of the organization? Okay. Well, we, we are the largest privately held home builder in the U.S. We've been in business for 40 years now uh, in 22 different markets. So in Texas, we're in Houston. Austin. I'm not going to get all of these. Houston, Austin, San Antonio, and Dallas, 
uh, we're in all over Florida. We're in Atlanta, the Carolinas. We are um, in Indy now, in Indianapolis and Minnesota, uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Let's see, we are in Phoenix and Colorado, and we will be moving into Portland next year. So that's very exciting for us as well. I know I left some of our cities out, uh, but. And do you have. Yeah, we're growing. No kidding. Do you have uh, social media personnel in, in each of those markets, or do you run social media for the entire company, regardless of what market the, the homes are being built in? At the corporate level, we just have our small team out of the home office. We do have a team of Facebook admins in the field that will manage Facebook pages for the different communities and cities that we're in outside of Houston. Is a is a community like... Um, you know, Willow's Wind, and that's the community, or is it Houston is a community? Right, good question. So a community, we consider a community a, a neighborhood, a subdivision. Okay. And we also have market-level pages. So Houston and all of the suburbs would have a Facebook page. And, and are those people, those folks in those markets, are they are they only do Facebook? They don't have a, a Houston-level or a community-level Instagram account or a Twitter account or something like that? Right now, it's only Facebook. Uh, we do reach out to them if if we need content for some of our larger brand channels. We will reach out from time to time and see what they could share with us. But as far as managing a channel to themselves, it would be just Facebook right now. But that's not their full time gig, right? They're not just doing the Facebook page for for you know whatever the community is. They have other marketing responsibilities, I presume. Absolutely not. No, they are primarily sales consultants. So their uh, their duty is getting our homes. Sold and speaking to customers face to face every day. <laughs> and then, and then when they have time, they're going to screw around on Facebook. I love it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine the difficulty they, they have keeping <laughs> up with with that. So it's a, I know it's a full time job. You guys know that as well. So yeah. Just a tiny little piece that they have. What What is the role of social media in in a home builder? Is it Is it to try and get people to buy a home that's a pretty big ask uh it's a it's an infrequent purchase for most people is it for people who are in the market for a home to think you know what if i'm going to buy a house i think i want a david weekly built home is it is it to communicate with existing home buyers that that live in communities that you're in charge of to make sure that they're happy or telling their friends how awesome you are how how do you kind of think about the strategy of of social media it's all of those things in the beginning it was strictly Here's who we are behind the scenes. We wanted to humanize our brand. We wanted to give people um, a glimpse behind the homes that we built um, and also provide an outlet for people who maybe either don't want to or can't access our traditional means of communication. Give them a channel to reach out to us if they have questions or compliments or even sometimes issues that we can help them resolve. Now, um, it's expanded beyond that. We're we're definitely doing more traditional marketing through social media where we never thought we'd be doing we never thought we'd be posting pictures of our homes and saying, This home is for sale, are you interested? Um and we're doing we're doing a lot of that now, particularly on Instagram. But uh predominantly the main the main reason we maintain the social media presence is to be available for customer care issues and that's positive, negative and neutral. Is there a I always wonder, having having been in a couple of new homes myself, I, there there has to be sort of a period of time 
where if somebody wants to reach out to you because they've got a question or a concern about their home, that, that has to be front-loaded, right? That, that that typically occurs in the first few weeks or months that they own the home. I, I suspect it's not as common for somebody to say, I've been here 11 years and now I've got a problem with my baseboards. Actually, no. <laughs> we, we get questions from people that have been in their homes uh, before they move into their homes. They're having questions about the build process. They've been in it two months and they've got a question about the faucet in the kitchen. And 15, 20 years later, we still hear from people that um, maybe, they, maybe they're experiencing an issue. Maybe they want to find the paint color that was on their ceilings that we used 20 years ago. It's a wide variety of... Um, communication that we get around the around the board yeah that makes perfect sense like what color is this and like how would you only the most organized of homeowners would would have that information from from the, from the <laughs> we beginning do our best. yeah 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 we do our best. you've been there right you've been, a lot. right i mean you've been with david weekly now what 10 12 years something like that you've been there a long time so you have seen yeah so so you've seen the the very common kind of boom and bust cycle of home building in this country, right? It's it's very typical in in that industry that things are awesome and then things are less awesome and then they're awesome again and then they're less awesome again. It's just kind of the way home building works. And so, are there are there changes that have to be made or or strategically should be made to what you do in digital and in social in good times versus less good times for the industry? The answer is, I'm sure, yes. I was, uh, I guess I was, I don't know if lucky is the right word. I wasn't quite as involved in the social media part of um, David Weekly Homes when we went through this latest downturn, 2008-2009. And I don't think that people were um, as accustomed to communicating with brands through social media in the, in the real crux of that that time frame. Yeah. But if it were to happen today, we would definitely have to change strategies and probably um, staffing as well to deal with the multitude of questions that I would expect we would receive during a, a period like that. One of the things that you do consistently in social media, especially on Facebook, is is a lot of um, side-by-side photos um, that say A versus B, like one of the ones I saw just the other day. It was fascinating because I did not know the answer, and I guess that's why you posted it because it's not obvious. It was, two, it was a picture of two different kitchens. And I think the question was, which of these kitchens is older, uh, A or B? And I was like, man, I don't. I don't really know. And it seems like those kind of, of posts uh, get a lot of engagement uh, for you. Is that a sort of a defined strategic approach to kind of make people think and participate and increase your engagement rate? Yeah, absolutely. And we want to post, we want to post things that people engage in, not only because it increases our engagement rate, but because we want people to come back. And uh, we, get a, we get a ton of questions throughout our organization. Why do you guys always post A, B, A, B? Don't you have anything? <laughs> you, mean inside, you mean inside the company but, uh, or, 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 from, or from homeowners? Yeah, yeah. Inside uh, the company? Yeah. Hey, everybody's a Facebook company. expert, right? Everybody in the company is a Facebook yeah, expert yeah. because they actually yeah. have a Facebook yeah, account. Right. And we appreciate opinions and suggestions all the time, but we really do look at the numbers to determine the content that we put out there. And we find that when we when we try to get a little bit more creative or we try to ask our homeowners a little bit more in-depth questions, uh, it's not, we don't get as much participation. It's really easy to look at a photo and tell us which one do you like and uh, feel like you uh, are participating with us, communicating with us. 
Um, but if you go beyond that, if you ask an open-ended question, we see we see less engagement. Hey, people are not. I mean, uh, people are lazy. I mean, that's that's fundamentally what it comes down to. I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but people are. Yeah, they're busy. They got stuff to do. They don't want to like write a paragraph on your Facebook post. They don't care that much. Uh, I think it's smart to just sort of right. say, okay, which which is it, A or B? Do you do the same kind of thing in Instagram, or do you have a different creative approach for the Instagram account? Uh, Instagram is is fascinating to me. We initially, when we launched our Instagram program, we thought, okay, this is going to be our more quirky channel. We're very conservative as as a voice, as a brand voice, uh, but we thought this was this is going to be the place where we could post pictures of our VP of ISs. Socks at a meeting and and then um, behind the scenes what we're doing in our marketing department we have a big calendar every year and uh, it's really anticipated by our homeowners and our realtors so I posted a picture of the putting together of the calendar and a sneak peek kind of thing and that didn't really resonate with people what we found when we started putting photos of the homes that are available and our model homes and um, the beautiful products that we have, that's what really caught people's attention. And we saw our Instagram explode when we started doing that. So back to the um, the cautiousness that we initially had when we first started dipping our toes into social media, we didn't want to push our product at all. On Instagram, it works there. And it's, it's, it's great for us because we have a multitude of photos of beautiful homes. And if that's what our followers and fans there want to see, then we're never going to run out. So much of, of what people love about new homes in particular are the, the fit and the finishes and the kitchen and the, uh, you know, and the bathrooms and things like that. That feels to me like an opportunity, uh, certainly for house, which for any of the folks out there who don't know it, H O U Z Z is a, is a major, online content portal for uh, remodeling and architecture and homes and things like that. So how certainly, but it seems like Pinterest would be an option for you as well. Yes. Yes, definitely. And again, Pinterest initially, when we went there, we did what everyone else does on Pinterest and we shared recipes and um, interior decorating ideas and tips for the home. We still do that, but we also find that we get a substantial amount of website traffic when we post our model photography goes directly to our website, showcases our product, and we've done some changes creatively recently to make those images stand out, so we're seeing the benefit of that as well. I'm glad you mentioned that, Melody. I was going to ask you, where do those pictures come from? So you you do have a tremendous amount of great photos of of your homes across the entirety of your social media program. Social Pros listeners, uh, go check it out, um, David Weekly Homes, and and look at their photography of their model homes. It's gorgeous. Where does that come from? Do you have an in-house photo team that travels around the country shooting these? Do you have somebody in each market? Do you work with different people? Uh, How do those pictures uh, become pictures? Because they're great, and obviously, they work in social. Thank you. proud of our photography for our model home which is the super polished glamorous um, homes that you see on Pinterest and house we have a marketing team of people a giant team of marketing people and each division has their own one or two marketing directors they coordinate the photography professional photography there for those homes that we build in the communities that are that serve as model homes for some of the homes that you'll see on Instagram, we call them our showcase homes, our homes that are built to be sold. A lot of times that is our um, sales consultants in the field that take those. We do have a, a fair amount that 
have, we pay different people in different markets to take those photos. But uh, by and large, it is our sales team that does that for us. Wow, that's that's impressive, Melody, because you've got some you've got some uh, sales professionals and people on the field who take great photos. Anybody who's taken kind of interior photos knows it's it's not an easy proposition. Uh, you've, you've got to have the lighting just right. You've got to have some super crazy wide angle lenses, uh, but you can but you can make it work. One of the things I was blown away in in, in, in owning a David Weekly home way way back uh, when I, when I lived in, in Atlanta was not only kind of the, the fit and finish and the things that Jay talked about. I mean, you know, the, the kitchens and the bathrooms and, you know, the latest appliances and, and, and surfaces and things like that. But one of the other things that I was really Im impressed with was, was kind of the science of, of, of the building of, uh, of the house. Uh, and I can remember going through the punch list with uh, one of the pre, um, kind of pre-delivery specialist and and him saying you know okay you know we did the the roof angle at this angle rather than this one because you know as as david weekly has built thousands of homes they've they've really learned all these things about like where where leaks may happen or this is one thing to prevent this or this is one way to get more life out of our roof are have you found when you create and share content in social media is there different content that really resonates with others um, I can assume, you know, obviously, the fit and finish, uh, and the you know, and the, and the and the colors and things. Those are those are exclusive. Everybody's interested in that. But are there any other kind of kind of more technical topics that you find resonate with particular audiences? That's a great question. It, it's difficult to get what you're talking about across in a piece of content on a Facebook or Instagram. We uh, we have a program called Life Design. And it's about all the things you just mentioned, um, not necessarily the construction of the home so that your home doesn't leak, but the design of the home. So when you're walking through the home, you've got, you're maximizing your space. It, it considers traffic patterns and sight lines and room placement. And you don't want to open your door and hit a wall. You want to, you know, all these different things that our design department takes into consideration when they're designing all of our homes. That, um, that's that's harder to uh, to talk about as opposed to which kitchen do you like or isn't this backsplash cool? So we have done it in the past. It doesn't get as much response as some of our easier to look at kind of content, but it's definitely something that we're proud of and we want to to share. Yeah, because you're exactly right. Um, and I would assume, as you get kind of down the uh, the consideration funnel, I mean, let's 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 be honest. Your home ownership ownership is is probably the largest expense any of us will will ever will ever make. And you know, as you're perhaps you know looking at a new community, and maybe it's a community like the the community I live in right now here in Austin, uh, where we have several uh, builders, including David Weekly, who just came in and is building a, a couple of new homes here in, in Mueller. Um, you, you're you're kind of determined. Okay, I know I'm going to live in this community now. Which which builder do I go with? And those are the types of things that are probably a little bit farther down. Once you've you've kind of narrowed down maybe to one or two to two builders. I'm I'm curious. You know, word of mouth is so important for uh, for for your business. Um, and those who who are your current residents or current owners who live in one of your homes can be your greatest evangelist. Whether it's social media or at the at the proverbial cocktail party, kind of, are you are you able to kind of glean or understand kind of which of your um, of your 
kind of current owners are, are your biggest evangelists and can you find ways to empower them to, to be those advocates? That's actually one of our, um, our goals for next year to dig deeper into that. We do hear from our customers in a variety of ways. We do one month and 11 month surveys to all of our homeowners after they've closed on their homes to see at one month are they satisfied and how satisfied and what issues or um, experiences that they have. We do the same thing at 11 months. We get that feedback. We've also recently, of course, also through social, we'll hear uh, any compliments or complaints too that we get and um, take action on those. We also have just recently added ratings and reviews to our website, uh, which is an additional um, um, way to get feedback from our customers. And those appear directly on our web pages for the different markets we're in and communities that we're in. We want to, uh, as you mentioned, find a way to reach out to those people and create some sort of influencer program around them. But we haven't... Uh, I haven't moved into that part yet. Yeah. Probably yeah, will look to our friends over at Convince and Convert to help us next year with that. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Wink, wink. <laughs> great, great plug there. One of the other things, Melody, I think it's really <laughs> interesting about your business is certainly, and, and, and I'm, I'm, this, is, this is a question, but I'm probably going to lead it here a little bit. Um, you've mentioned the, the great work you're doing in Pinterest and Instagram and, and Facebook. But I know kind of in your world, too, there's a lot of kind of specialized communities, message boards and forums where people talk about homes and home ownership. You know, I know Nextdoor is a huge kind of network of, of kind of community-oriented neighborhood neighborhoods, you know, online neighborhoods where people can talk everything from I lost my cat to there's a burglar in the neighborhood to, hey, I'm having a problem with my roof. Do you kind of go into those kind of communities um, and and have discussions there, or do you more kind of say, hey, listen, we we're gonna we're gonna kind of assist our our owners in in these particular communities. Fantastic question, and one that we recently talked amongst ourselves about. And we are trying to develop a training program that would guide our team members on how to how to deal with that. Because as a brand, we can't join those communities, or we can't say, hey, we're David David Weekly Homes. How can we help? But we do have team members that approach us and say, hey, I'm a part of this neighborhood and people are talking about us. How, how should we react? And we don't have that lined out yet. And as I've already mentioned, we are conservative and cautious, so we want to make sure before we move forward with any guidance, we have that well thought out. And, in the, and that is in conversation at the moment. Yeah. Um... I think you, there's so many different places for for people to to talk about kind of the uh, the issues, and you know it sounds like you're in a in a great position to kind of be able to to be responsive, kind of to that. My my last question before I I, I throw it back to uh, to Jay for our very much needed and important uh, commercials. You you have had some great successes with Facebook. You know, what, what's the secret code? What have you found, Melody, that really seems to be to be working? I know you and Jay talked about kind of the A B. Um, you know, pictures and imagery and how that's made the kind of the, the conversations and the engagement uh, a lot easier. Does that seem to be kind of a tactic that you're going to use here as we as we look towards 2017? Yeah, definitely. So the, the thing about Facebook is you just have to keep trying and tweaking and trying and tweaking and 
get rid of some of the stuff that worked six months ago and doesn't work now. And uh, we um, have changed our strategy drastically. I've been officially in the digital media, digital media, social media role for two years, and it has our strategy content-wise has changed dramatically uh, in that time. But um, yes, to, back to the the easy to answer. Do you like this or do you like that? Rate this room. Those types of things always get us a great engagement rate. When we try to post what we relied on in the past or more homeowner tips or um, how to change your air filter, those types of things, people don't really turn to us for anymore. There are experts out there that are great at weeknight recipes and uh, painting rooms, and they come to us because we find that they want to see what David Weekly Homes look like and feel like. and um, that's when we when we showcase our product, that's where we get the most engagement. Cool. Yeah, it's fascinating, right? You think, oh, we don't want to show our product because then we're pushing too hard in social. But it turns out the thing that people actually want in social from you is your product. You're like, hey, yeah, excellent. Love how that worked out. Exactly right. It's right. Amazing. Right. I'm going to take just a second to acknowledge the sponsors of this here podcast, Social Pros. Hey, Adam, great uh, great week for us. Uh, by the time people hear this, it'll be a couple weeks past, but uh, yeah. this, this show was uh, recognized as a, a top 10 podcast for marketers in uh, Inc. Magazine and a top 10 podcast for entrepreneurs uh, in uh, Fortune Magazine, I believe it was. Um, so we, uh, we... Two for two. Two yeah. for two. Boy, I tell you what, we love it. Thank you to everybody out there for recognizing the show. Adam and I love doing it, but we can't do it without uh, fantastic guests like Melody who are going to come on the show and tell all of us about what they are doing every day as social media professionals. But we also couldn't do the show without the support of our terrific sponsors, which include Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Uh, look, we all do a lot of paid uh, promotion, of course. Melody does some at David Weekly Homes as well. Uh, paid can be a hassle because you got to log into a different, bunch of different places and all these different accounts and different lists. But Salesforce Marketing Cloud has built a product called Advertising Studio that allows you to manage all of your paid campaigns in one place. Super slick, very convenient, very efficient. Go take a look at it at bit.ly slash advertising studio. That's bit.ly slash advertising studio, all lowercase. That's from Salesforce Marketing Cloud. The show is also brought to you by our friends at Emma Email Marketing. They really understand how to make emails succeed and be effective. One of the ways they do that is, is by making email design stand out. We all get a lot of email. Nobody ever says, I wish I could get more email. But when you see an email in your inbox, even that preview pane that has a totally unique and powerful design, just graphics, you're like, oh, wait, that's awesome. So here's some tips on how to do that. Emma put together a free ebook called 11 Email Designs That People Can't Resist. You can get that at bit.ly slash email brain. That's bit.ly slash email brain, all lowercase. Really great examples there. And the show is brought to you by our friends at Yext, Y-E-X-T, the leaders in mobile marketing. Uh, they have a new ebook called Yext's Guide to Holiday Prep. It's all about how to make sure that your local locations are all set up for the holiday season. You're running out of time. Check it out. Grab this book. You can still put it into practice right now. It is at offers.yext.com slash holiday offers.yext.com slash holiday. Uh, terrific advice from our friends at Yext. Adam, back to you. Great, Jay. Thank you so much. And again, thank you to our listeners. Uh, we, we wouldn't and couldn't do this uh, without you. Melody Martin, Social Community Coordinator for David Weekly Homes. It is so great to have you on the show 
today. And, and one of the things that you and uh, Jay were talking a little bit about earlier was how so many of the folks that you have at David Weekly in the field are wearing a lot of different hats. You know, they're 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 sales professionals. They've got to be real estate experts. They've got to be construction experts. Oh, and by the way, they're going to do a little bit of social. And, and that made me think uh, a little bit about, about you and your kind of history, Melody. You said you've been with David Weekly over 10 years. Gosh, how did you get into kind of doing social? And did you ever think that you, know, you would be doing kind of what you're doing for David Weekly today? I, yeah, I, I didn't think that I would ever be doing social. I started out when I first joined the team. I was on our um, supply chain services team. I got to learn a lot about the different types of products that we put in our homes and why we choose, who we choose to work with. And then I moved over into marketing and did uh, sort of a nerdy marketing role. I was in analytics, customer analytics, and I managed our direct mail program. And it was very slow and very manual and very spreadsheety, and that's, uh, I enjoyed that. But when we uh, when we first started talking about social media, I I did have an interest in that. It was um, we were later to the game than some brands in adopting it, but um, it fell under marketing at the time. Digital media wasn't uh, its own team, so a partner and I would take turns and we would uh, post a time or two a week, and uh, it was exciting. But it grew very quickly, very fast, very fast. A double. <laughs> it grew very quickly, very fast, and it uh, was adopted by the digital media team when they were created in 2013, and uh, had its own crew of people for a while. And when there was a new opportunity for me to join digital media, I jumped in, and and now I focus completely on social media. That, that is fantastic, and I think your background, Melody, certainly kind of is it's consistent with where Jay and I kind of got our start as well, and probably a lot of our listeners that you know target so marketing, direct supply marketing. Chain. Maybe not so much supply chain, yeah, well, but, uh, but, but after that, after that, <laughs> I, I was not smart enough for for the supply chain. Uh, you know, just in time inventory management type uh, classes. I think I was majoring in banjo uh, at that at that time. But uh, but Melody, uh, I, I kid, I kid. Melody, one of the things I'm, I'm curious about is, you know, with your kind of supply chain and direct mail, direct marketing kind of experience, I'm assuming a lot of that was kind of community by community. So as, as we were talking about not just, okay, houses in Austin, but houses inside of Mueller, inside of Austin and things like that. I'm curious how you kind of balance your efforts in social media that may be just on David Weekly's Facebook page versus you know, a Facebook page or a, or a commu social community on a particular you know, street or block or, or you know, a group of 20 or 30 homes that you may be, be building. How do you balance that kind of geo-targeting, kind of geo, uh, geo-marketing side of things? Got it. Um, for, for what I do at the home office level, our, our organic content that we post is we try to make it universal. We try to feature our different markets uh, fairly and um, not concentrate on one particular geographic area. Advertising, though, when we are trying to reach particular groups of people, that's where our advertising comes in, and it's been very easy to 
talk to the people that we want to talk to about exactly what you're saying, specific homes and specific communities and specific geographic regions. Melody, one thing I wanted to one, Melody, one thing I wanted to ask you about is is you have uh, self proclaimed uh, as as an introvert, and and you're one of those introverted social media people who are very outgoing and bubbly behind a keyboard, but but by your own admission, in the real world or in three dimensions, less so. Uh, that's not atypical in social media. I think it's actually kind of fascinating. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Were you at one point apprehensive about taking on a social media role because you're an introvert by nature? I, I wasn't until I realized how much of the customer care part of it I would be dealing with. When I when we were initially doing it at David Weekly when I was on the marketing team, it was all content creation and was thinking about what our customers would want to hear from us. And it, it definitely was not talking to people at 9 o'clock at night that are trying to locate the color of their flooring. That was not in my head at all when I came on to the digital media team to manage the social media programs. But um, it's really it's really not so bad. <laughs> I enjoy it. I, I think um, any person that is managing social media on behalf of a brand, a brand, any brand, has to have empathy. And I think that trumps introversion or extroversion. If you are sincerely uh, passionate about helping people find the answers that they want, your personality is not going to get in the way. If I had to talk to the people on the phone that I talk to on social media, it would be a lot more difficult because <laughs> I can uh, take a breath and I have a screen between me and them. It's, it's not a problem at all. I love it. <laughs> That's great. I love the honesty. Melody, I'm going to ask you the two questions that we've asked everybody here on the Social Pros Podcast since our very beginning, almost six years ago now. First question is, what one tip would you give somebody looking to become a social pro? I would say you have to be energetically curious and it is so fast-paced and there's always a new channel and there's always an update and there's always a new blog article or book or expert that is going to share his advice and again those emails that come through from different employees in your organization that have great ideas it can be overwhelming but you have to maintain that passion for adopting new things and changing and rolling with punches. And um, it's kind of cool too. I mean, if if you like that kind of thing, it's cool to see how it evolves so fast. And if you, it's one of those things where it's instant gratification. You can try something and see if it works. And if it doesn't, you can move on and try the next different thing. It's not like my role previously where we put out a postcard and then six months later we determine whether it worked or not. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I love that phrasing. Energetically curious. If you if you want to do the same thing or similar things every day over a long period of time, social media probably not your perfect career. Right. Not going to work for you. Last question for you, Melody. Thanks so much for being on the show. Is if you could do a Skype call with any living person, who would it be? (laughs) Um, I think Willie Nelson comes to mind. Uh-huh. Nice. Not I think Adam is that our first Willie Nelson reference ever. I think it might be. Yeah. Man, I love well, you, Melody. That's a darn good answer. Thank you. Yeah, you you're a native Texan too, but uh, he's fascinating. I just finished his autobiography recently, and and he didn't make all of the right decisions his entire life, like none of us do. But 
here's there is a an honesty and a true to himself characteristic that I just I so admire. And he did it his way, and people love him for it. People love him precisely because he did his own thing. And on the professional side, he he's an incredible storyteller. So to be able to pick his brain for half an hour uh, just to see where that passion and that that um, creativity comes from would be would be fabulous. So oh really? Oh, a Skype call. So great answer. Um, those were. So, Jay, those are two of the best answers we've had. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for 250 episodes, and uh, those are some of the two best we've ever had at the end. Melody, great job. Uh, all right, now now we got to work on. I mean, we said in the wrap up show, Adam, uh, that we're going to try and get one of these one of these celebrities on the program in 2017. So we talked about Oprah, we talked about Elon Musk, we talked about President Obama because he's going to have time in his hands. But I like this idea of getting Willie on the show. Uh, somebody out there, somebody who listens to the show knows Willie. I guarantee it. Uh, we got to hook that up. Yeah. I, I, I got to make a little drive down to Lockhart, you know, uh, yep. just down, yep. down the road from you know, here. You know, our friends at the Grand Ole Opry, Katrina Maddox was on the show a few months ago. I'll bet you they got a little in on, on Willie. I need to, need to dial up Katrina, see what's going on. Brilliant. Yeah, that'd be good. Melody, thanks so much for being on the program. You're fantastic. We really uh, appreciate the work that you're doing at David Weekly Homes. Adam, always a pleasure, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you next week. You've been listening to Social Pros. Thanks for tuning in to Social Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to socialpros.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Social Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, Emma, Salesforce Marketing Cloud, and by Yext, and is produced by Convince and Convert Media. Find more great shows like Social Pros at marketingpodcasts.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts. Podcast imaging by audiobag.com.